Alrighty then, welcome everybody. Happy New Year. Welcome to the very first episode of 2022. And today we're going to get into some heavy topics. I'm going to lay the groundwork for what the rest of this podcast is going to look like. So stick around and don't forget, hey, share this interview with people you know. Share this people with uh share this interview with people you don't know. But hey, Let's get in to this episode of Restoring Your Voice. Welcome to the show, Restoring Your Voice, where me, your host, Pastor David, apostle called by Jesus for the good works and glory of Jesus, I'm going to help you use your God-given voice. I'm going to equip you for the good works of Jesus and prepare you for the return of Jesus. I'm going to do this to hitting up hot biblical topics, problem areas in the body of Christ, in the charismatic, in other areas of the body of Christ, in an attempt to help bring clarification, purity, consecration, in love and patience as the Bible commands. I'm going to have special guests on that are going to equip you and edify you through their stories that give God the glory where you'll get different viewpoints in different areas because we're all one body and we all have a piece of the puzzle to share with one another. So I look forward to you watching, listening, and interacting. God bless you. All right, so I hope you guys in, uh, really uh, enjoyed uh, that new intro, new music. Uh, if you're going to listen to this on audio podcast, well, check out my YouTube channel. That way you can um, see the video. Uh, but the background, the background music is now gone if you're listening to this on audio podcast. When this, goes, when this normally went on audio podcast platform, normally there was a video or, or audio, um, but that's gone. Uh, so that's one change, one very minor change among many. Hey, don't forget, hey, if you feel like giving, the links are below in the description. So please click on them. Hey, what we do here is uh, funded by givers, people who donate. And you know what? We can't do what we do without you. So, hey, the links are there. Uh, you have three ways you can give, uh, PayPal, Cash App, or, or Venmo. Uh, so we appreciate any amount that you can give to help keep us going and to help us produce better content for you, by the way, because, you know, none of this is actually free, by the way. Uh, so thank you for whatever you're able to give, however you're able to fund us. God bless you. So anyway, so today I'm going to lay the groundwork for the rest of uh, the podcast. So this is season four. You may call it the last season, but we're not going to stop there. Uh, and let me just say what this is not first. Let me just say that uh, this is not about being anybody's biggest critic. This is not about uh, character assassination. Or this isn't about attacking people and just wanting to be right or building a platform off of quote-unquote discernment ministry or anything like that. What this is about is a love for God. And because... I love God and Restored to Life Church loves God, right? With all of our heart, mind, soul. You know what? Therefore, we love people. And therefore, out of that love is what we're doing going forward. Um, also, stay tuned for uh, uh, interviews coming up. Uh, should have two interviews uh, airing this week. One interview with Ryan Johnson, 
uh, another interview coming up that will help you with a with a man named J.C. Schroeder help you with your Bible interpretation and Bible study. And then more episodes, more uh, interviews coming up as, as time goes on. So be looking out for those. The purpose of that is to help to equip you. That's why I have different voices on from different backgrounds and different walks of life. Okay, now that all being said, what is this? the rest of this podcast going forward going to look like? Um, well, I believe that a lot of correction needs to be brought. Now, here we are a year later, and I just read an article um, by on Newsweek. Uh, Dr. Brown uh, was quoted in there, and rightly so. And, and I'm, I'm using this as an example so you know where we're going going forward, is that here we are a year later from the quote-unquote Trump prophecies, prophecies that or predictions, which I partook in, but I've already issued my public apology so if you haven't listened to that public apology or watched it, go to my YouTube channel, search uh, apology, um, and then you should find the video there on my YouTube channel, David C. McGuire. So, so here we are a year later. We have major voices, well-known voices, if you will, who, who for, you know, instant predicted Trump would, would win, okay, in 2021, by the way. So here we are a year later in 2022, no sign of Trump getting into the White House at all. Not only that, but there are many, for instance, who have not apologized for it, not one bit. And, and this is just, you know, a, an example just to give you an idea of the correction that, that I see that needs to be brought in the charismatic as a whole. Because this is just one symptom. And uh, going forward as well, uh, and especially in the prophetic, where there is a complete lack of accountability for one. Also, a complete lack of biblical protocol. So when I say protocol, I'm not meaning uh, a set of rules and regulations made up by mankind or traditions. What I am addressing here is pro proper biblical protocol, which looks like bringing things before others before we just blast out, quote unquote, prophetic words. All right. Not saying that everybody who says it is evil or they're false or they're a false teacher. I'm not saying any of that. Um, however, many things that are released, I believe, should never even be released. Okay, I, I don't believe in yearly prophetic words, annual prophetic words, things that I once partook in, okay, just to let you know that I once did, but I've, I've completely separated myself from that. All right, I don't believe that, that there should be an annual word for the new year on the Gregorian calendar, nor do I think that there should be a word uh, for, for uh, the Hebrew calendar. Um, there's no emphasis in, in the Bible for, for either precedent, but you see where we're getting wrong. And now we have people blurting out stuff. Well, I, I think the Lord said this. I dreamed that. I mean, I just, okay, I saw somebody on social media, right? I commented on some somebody's post that they replied to me, well, Charlie Champagne, I can't remember the other person's name. No, 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 no. They got uh, prophecies correct for 2021. So I asked him to to show me because I'm I'm willing to be prove, proven wrong on this, by the way. So let me just pause and say, if you know of any major voices that have gotten, say, you know, words for 2021 correct, it actually happened. Another and clear. Now, when I say that, I'm asking for clear, distinctive words, not oh, breakthrough is going to happen. Okay, we we have no way to to truly. Uh, test. There's no litmus test. Well, breakthrough is coming. You know, double for your trouble. Well, that could happen to anybody 
and everybody at any time anyways. And it, these are things and these are hard topics that need to be addressed. So by all means, if you think, because I would love to be edified, I would love for you to be edified. I, will, I would love to be able to show uh, video clips of this kind of thing to you to say, hey, and say, you know what, not everybody's wrong. because I don't want to, people to get the idea, okay, that uh, all of this is evil. All of this is wrong. It's just not biblical. In other words, pro the gift of prophecy, the apost uh, apostolic and so on and so forth, because I believe in it. Okay, I am a full-born person who believes in, in the gifts of the Spirit are for today. I fully believe that the fivefold offices are for today. Now, I don't believe that the way things have been operating for far too long is biblical, but that does not dismiss uh, that they are correct and they are still for today, for instance. Okay? There are, are, are ways that um, leadership, for instance, apparently uh, there's, um, you know, I've mentioned councils before. And I can't remember. I'm going to get this acronym because uh, I saw it an acronym, but uh, prophetic and apostolic council of elders, I believe. Correct me if I'm wrong. Let me know if I got that wrong. Uh, but for that, for the for instance, that. But what do they actually do? Are they actually policing? No, because I believe that many of those quote unquote elders um, are, are not policed themselves. They, in other words, they aren't accountable. Uh, accountable. To anybody else and and let me just make this clear that we are all supposed to be accountable all of us every every single one of us are supposed to be accountable nobody is above accountability that's also what we're going to hit up this season accountability uh the importance of accountability what does that look like what does that look like uh regardless of gift or calling because there is no distinction well you're so-and-so or you're on this part of council so you know what that person doesn't get told that they're wrong anymore. But that's what, how we operate today is, is we operate often uh, uh, in the premise, especially in the hyper charismatic movement. We, we often, 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 often um, go forth with the premise that so-and-so is untouchable. And that's not true at all. How, how often, for instance, do you ever hear the term touch not the Lord, Lord's anointed, for instance, right? And like in, out of context, you know, in other words, people say it uh, in regards to a leader, to, to a prophet, to, to an apostle, you know, some, some leader out there could be a teacher, could be an evangelist, could be a pastor, but somebody that they take, don't not touch the Lord's anointed. Right, let me give you the proper context of that. It was said in one time in the Bible, all right, in the proper context where, where David is a hunted man by Saul and he's has the chance to kill Saul but he doesn't right he, he cuts off a piece of his garment and takes it back and his guys are like dude like you had the chance right there to become king like like and that would have been it right we would have been living high on hog and he was like no 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 it's not up to me to decide when that's going to happen that's up to God you know do not touch the Lord's anointed that's the proper context, and that is the only context of that in the Bible. We're going to talk about that as well this season. All of these things that are taken out of context, because I'm sure many of you out there are probably getting riled up in Bristol, even, even as I'm speaking, and I watched the fear count, you know, ping-pong around. Um, you know, you, you could probably think of dozens of scripture off the top of your head 
That no, 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 that, that's what it means. And I'm and I, you know, here, you know, here's another one the gift of callings of God are without repentance. Well, who's that written to? Where is it written to? Who is Paul speaking about? Context, context, context. Romans chapter 11, for instance. Go read it for yourself. Who was he talking about? He was talking about God in relation to his people, Israel. So, so we're gonna we're gonna unpack a lot of these things because I believe that correction. And when correction is brought in the correct manner, right, in gentleness, patience, you know, biblical correction, by the way, not, not somebody shouting into a mic telling you how right they are and how wrong you are. No, 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 that's, that's not what this is about, okay? The, 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 these are great teaching opportunities, all right? And I, I'm going to ask you, just humble yourself, all right? Stay humble. Be, be willing to listen. Be slow to speak. That's all I'm asking of you. And I'm asking for your contribution as well. So if I say, hey, send me some things, please go buy, go right ahead and send it to me. All right, my email is all over the place. david.mcguire at restoredtolife.org. All right, you can find the email on my YouTube channel in the About section. You can find it in the About section of, of my official page, David C. McGuire. You can find it in the About section of the church Facebook page restored to life because uh, I believe I've been given a mandate and, and this, this podcast um, supplements uh, what happens in that church. So it is not a pulpit per se, but it, it supplements that. And I believe that it's a biblical mandate fully, fully backed up, right? It's preparing you for the return of Jesus, right? We know that in the Bible um, that the writers, the authors of, of the new Testament put an emphasis on the return of Jesus, on uh, equipping people, making sure they're ready for one Jesus return. Even Jesus highlighted that to to keep our wicks trimmed and to keep uh, you know the oil in our lamps full. So so there's one biblical. Another word one is to equip you, right? That's in the Bible. That's that I know people. I think when they look at uh, Ephesians chapter four, starting verse eleven. They don't like to read on where the uh, where where the Bible uh, further on in that chapter um, after it says you know and he has called some to be you know apostles prophets uh, teachers pastors evangelists and all I know I got that out of order um, but and then it's for the purpose of equipping the saints why so that we're not blown about by every wind of doctrine. And that's what we see today. We have, we have the doctrine of, of the word of faith, which I'm going to confront. In other words, if, if I just speak it enough, if I just have enough faith, it's going to happen. You know, if, if I name and claim I'm going to have that Lamborghini, one day there's going to be a Lamborghini in my driveway. All right, if I speak enough about healing, you know, then I'm going to be healed. But let me tell you the reality of that. Let me, I'm just going to go into it for, 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 for a bit here. All right. I've lived on both sides. I, I've been supernaturally healed where there's zero natural explanation that can be mat, uh, backed up medically. And I still live with things that I have not been healed from just yet. Will it happen while I'm breathing? I don't know. Will it wait until I, I get into heaven? Possibly so. And I'm ready for that. I'm okay with that. You should be too. But we have no perfect explanation, for instance, why healing doesn't happen. Let, let me just say, it's not because, oh, you didn't have enough faith. Look, God's sovereign will. 
All right, we're going to talk about that a lot too. Is God's sovereignty? In other words, God is in control. Okay, when we put our life in His hands, when we put our His our life in His hands, it's the best thing ever. And now we can trust that His sovereign will for our life will be accomplished according to His goodness and His faithfulness, whatever that looks like. You know, does it might it look like we? I don't know, get sick and die from COVID. Could be. What might what might it look like? I, I don't know exactly, but we can trust in that. All right. And I don't want to talk about an overinflated view, by the way, of his sovereignty. All right. We need to we need to put that on the table. Like this inflated view. In other words, everything that happens is the will of God. You know, if if somebody dies, it's the will of God. If wars happen, it's the will of God. If if there's evil in the world, that's the will of God. And none of that is true. Nor, nor is that in the Bible at all, okay? No different than circling back to the word of faith. Is it true that it didn't happen because you doubted? Or you didn't have enough faith? No. Was it according to God's will? Did it happen according to God's will? That's what we can trust in. I, I don't want shame, guilt, and condemnation anymore a part of the body of Christ. Especially, especially the charismatic. All right, that, that's garbage, absolute nonsensical garbage for that to happen. We're going to get into that. A lot of these things that we need to get into, and, and I hope to have guests on that will have, that will, that are experts in other areas. When I say guest on, by the way, I'm not saying necessarily somebody who's quote unquote prophetic. I, like I said, um, airing this, later this week. There's going to be somebody on whose primary emphasis is Bible study and, and proper hermeneutics or proper interpretation of the Bible, who studies the original languages. We, we need more people, right? We need a, 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 diver, a, a diverse body, and we need to be willing to listen to diverse voices. In the context, right, of Paul writing, right, the eye cannot say to the hand, I don't need you. And so on and so forth. So, so we can't dismiss people just because their area of focus is somewhere different. Because you don't know it all, I don't know it all. And my, while we may we are supposed to be equipped for the good works of Christ, that doesn't necessarily mean for every work out there. All right, you're not a hand. I might be the hand. All right, you might be the eye, but you know all are equally needed throughout the body. And we, we're going to emphasize that this season. I don't think enough emphasis, so much emphasis is put on the prophetic, 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 prophesy, 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 prophesy. Why? Why? Because, because in the Bible it says um, to, to covet that the most, but that does that mean that there, that's all that we should be focused on? No, absolutely not. Because when we do that, we lose sight of the word of God. And not enough emphasis is put on proper biblical interpretation, proper biblical study. Now, now notice I use the word proper for a reason, okay? So what does, what does proper biblical interpretation not look like? Okay, I had a dream, and I'm not kidding. This is stuff I even saw just today. All right, this is not second, third-hand knowledge. Read today, all right? Major voice out there. Got a book out. Can't remember her name, but 
something about the the dark horses or something is the book title. Anyway, anyway, I had this dream about um, being in a Hummer, right? Joy riding through the snow, and then it it, it like then in in the comment section of that Facebook post that she posted, I said, "Oh, by the way, that's biblical. By the way, I can back that up with Psalm sixty-eight when it talks about snow." Okay, there is no Hummer in the Bible. There's nothing about joy riding through the snow in a vehicle. Obviously, we know why, because there were no vehicles in the Bible. There was no vehicles when the Bible was written. But we're, but we're going to take that and apply it. Okay, not every scripture verse is applicable to everything. Many, many, many scripture verses are not applicable all the time. We have to look at to who it was written for, who it was writing, and what they were supposed to do with it, for instance. Like, for instance, that, that's why uh, on another side, say, for instance, religious Jews try to make Isaiah 53 about Israel. Well, up to that point in the book of Isaiah, for, for a huge portion of it, like the, I think it's the first third part of Isaiah, by the way, the book of Isaiah is broken down into three parts, um, hermeneutically, exegetically. And anyway, that, you know, it was talking about Israel for a while there in the book of Isaiah. So, so they take it and apply it to Israel. Now, now, any person who actually reads Isaiah 53 with the alignment of the Holy Spirit will see that it is not indeed, we say it is not indeed about Israel. But see, improper biblical interpretation will lead you down many paths you should never go down. Right? We like to take verses like uh, uh, Jeremiah 29 11. Right? I know the plans I have for you. Right? Plans to prosper. And we love and say, I'm going to take that as my own. I'm going to apply that to my life. God has the best plans for my life. Does God have? Does God want you to live for Him, to come to salvation, and live for Him? Absolutely. But do you honestly think, for instance, you're going to prosper while, while living in sin, maybe living in an adulterous relationship with somebody, fornicating? In other words, having sex without not being married, or having sex outside the bounds of your marriage, do you honestly think you're going to prosper? No, you cannot take that verse. Not to mention, it was written once again to a specific group of people. And, and the list goes on and on and on. And yet, now, especially, not just um, in, in the circles of, of the charismatic and Pentecostal circle, but also in the circles of especially the prophetic, We'll, we will take a scripture verse and we will take it and plunk it in somewhere that has no applicability. Just to back up, they'll, they, they will do that just to back up what they say. It doesn't work that way. Okay, we'll hit up about uh, prophetic, uh, I said it talked about uh, prophetic accountability. Uh, we will also talk about uh, proper, proper, uh, proper prophecy what does that look like in other words the difference between saying something trump will be president 
And yet later on saying, no, it didn't happen or didn't happen that way because, you know, you guys didn't have enough faith out there. You guys just didn't do your part. That That's that's false, false, as false as can be. All right. If a person gives a prophecy saying something will happen without giving conditions, you can't later on go back and say, well, it was because the conditions weren't right because you didn't do what you're supposed to do. You didn't believe, you didn't pray, you didn't fast, you didn't X, Y, Z. Not the way that works. We're going to talk about that more. We're going to talk about how how we should be very, very careful, especially with dates. And how, how uh, many times when God speaks to us, it is simply for us. But, but brother, I think I got something for the nation. Well, maybe it was for you to pray over that nation. We're going to talk about the difference between a quote-unquote prophetic word because that seems to be the game these days. It seems to be the game where we will label anything prophetic. Not everything is prophetic. Why? Because the gift of prophecy is a specific gift. Now, a lot of things that are said out there, I don't believe are false in and of themselves. But to slap the label prophetic or prophecy on them is false. So I don't believe that a lot of these people themselves are false, by the way. I don't believe that one bit. I believe that a lot of them are true and have great hearts. And a lot of what they say is encouragement, but encouragement isn't prophecy. Let me say that one more time for you. Encouragement isn't prophecy. What do I mean by that? Um, you know, hey, pray for the for the salvation of people. That's encouragement. That's not prophecy. That's something we should all, all be doing. You know what? You, you need to go out there more. Uh, this year, win souls. Well, why are we winning souls more this year than we did last year or the years before that? No, we, we should be go out there, you know, winning souls all the time. See what I'm saying? It's it's true, and it's something we should be doing, but it's not prophecy. It's simply saying what we what we should be doing and what should be going on since, you know, the apostles went out and Peter preached the very first sermon and 3,000 Jews came. No different than that. We're supposed to be doing these things. So the things we're supposed to be doing on a normative basis and, and we're being told to do that is very encouraging. Sometimes we need reminders. Sometimes we're getting down. Sometimes light hits. Sometimes lots of things. But we, it's still not prophecy. It's encouragement. I'm going to get into that. Because I believe that, that you know, a lot of this stuff is going to take a, a while to dive into. And, I, and I'll be honest with you. I don't know how deep I can get into it. I believe that these issues are so multifaceted um, that obviously I'm just one man. I don't know it all. I don't have all the answers. Thankfully, there are others out there because I'll be honest with you. Doing this at times feels very lonely. Where are the other people doing Thankfully, I'm going to give a shout out to the Remnant Radio for what they've been doing. And they and you guys have been doing a great and outstanding job doing what you have been doing, by the way. So I applaud you for that. And, um, you know, it's not just one voice or it's many voices. And, and they're doing a lot. Far more than I can go, go into in, in this episode. But the point is that it feels only, but thank God I'm not. Thank God there are other people speaking on this because I only have a small piece. And, and this problem 
And the charismatic, as you know, is so multifaceted, it's not funny. Now, you're probably thinking to my uh, up to this point, if you've listened up to this point, that brother man, wow, like, what are you doing? Like, I don't think you should be doing that. Who are you to judge? Who are you to play Holy Spirit Jr.? Don't put God in a box. All these buzzwords we and buzz phrases we hear in the charismatic. Well, I'm going to tell you, we need to start policing our own. We're going to talk about that, what that looks like. We need to start policing our own. And you say, well, brother, you're talking about in the public format. Doesn't the Bible talk about reaching people in private? Absolutely. And I'm going to let you know that there are people I have attempted to reach out to privately, like Charlie Shamp. I've reached out to him uh, multiple times and gotten no response. There are other people I've done that with and I've gotten no response from. So I have no choice in the matter now but to talk about them in a public light. No pun intended. Yeah, I I got my lighting, if you can't see it, glowing off my face. Um, But yeah, in a a public format. I I have no choice in the matter now. All right, people who refuse to repent and unfortunately with people like that, and others, um, it, it seems there is uh, no accountability to a local church body and elders uh, that will, you know, not, it doesn't appear to be uh, the case. Not all, I mean, sometimes there is the case. Jeff Jansen, uh, his church got rid of him, for instance, and rightly so. Um, but unfortunately, they ended up replacing him with somebody just as bad. Um so there are good organizations, and I don't want you to think that it's all bad. It's certainly not all bad. I'm not, I don't want you to think that it's a bunch of false voices out there or something. And you're like, and you're, and you're, you know, you're, you're like, you know, wading through the brush trying to find something, and you're finding it very difficult. I'm letting you know. Keep looking. You know, you may not come to me. You may be listening to this, watching this every now and then, but and but you may not, you know, want be a part of Restored to Life Church. And that's okay. I want to let you know that's okay. But keep looking. The answers are out there. Don't disconnect yourself from the body of Christ. Please don't do that. We we are we are meant to be part of a body. Okay, that is biblical. Okay, there is nothing biblical about separating ourselves from the body, by the way. So I don't want you to think that it's all bad because it's not. I want to encourage you to keep going on. All right, even in the midst of many false voices out there as we can see in the bible there are true ones still jeremiah was one micaiah he was another uh elijah is another example these voices some of them and more you know contemporaries in other words at the same time so so don't give hope don't lose hope on this please but this is a multifaceted problem like i said and I'm going to tell you why I believe it's a multifaceted problem. And I'm not going to be say I'm going to be able to tell you all of it because, you know, it is that big of a problem. But it's a multifaceted problem for one is the voices releasing words again and again and again. So one is the constant release of words. That's That's the first issue when most times... They are never meant to be released. Another another problem is not vetting of the words. In other words, nobody else is looking over these words. And the Bible commands us, by the way, 
It tells us about let prophecies be subject to the prophets, right? Let let one speak and others judge as well. Talks about that. So, so we have that. A lack of accountability. All right. A, a and then there's those. So those are those people. Uh, there's two examples who speak this stuff. But then there's the examples of people not teaching correctly. All right. Quote unquote elders. You know, James Gold, Patricia King, uh, Cindy Jacobs, people like this who are out there who are supposed to be, you know, Bill Hammond, who are supposed to be respected voices out there and simply are not. They, they are not teaching correctly. You know, what are they really teaching out there? How to see in the spirit, how to prophesy, how to, how to, how to, how to, not how to be a Christian, not discipling, not saying, hey, you pump the brakes. You know, maybe, maybe you need to spend some time in the Word of God before you start voicing things out there. You know, just because you have the ability to voice something doesn't mean you absolutely should voice something. As I, as I myself, by the way, have ran into, experienced, went through myself. Okay, I, I, if you if you're watching this on my YouTube channel, you'll probably notice that a lot of my videos are no longer there and that's for a good reason because a lot of what i said was just plain wrong the way i said it was wrong as well um so there it is i did my diligence letting you know what i did was wrong i took them down um, but we don't do that nowadays right so lack of people wanting to do things the right way lack of people teaching what the right way to do things is uh, also a complete wrong view of what an apostle is, what a prophet is, what their jobs are. You know, we, we hear nonsense about governmental, like there's different levels of apostles. You know, governmental authority, we hear regions and nations and, and all of that. Now, nowhere in the Bible are you going to find that. But it's taught, and a lot of this is taught wrongly. The purpose of prophecy, in fact, is taught wrongly. Revelation 19.10, the spirit of prophecy is a revelation of Jesus. Unfortunately, what we see, that, what, the spirit of prophecy that we see happening, um, I would say a majority of times where we're at comes down to the spirit of prophecy is me. Making myself known, letting you know how great I am and how many words I've quote unquote gotten right. I'm, and I'm going to tell you straight up that mm, that is not true. That is not true. I've looked up this stuff myself, by the way. Um, like I said at the beginning, I think I told you, uh, I looked up two people. They said hey, they, they got it right. I looked them up. They didn't get anything right. Never happened. All right. For instance, Charlie Champ, uh, they said, oh, he got it right. So he he put a word out there about, and you can find this for yourself, by the way. It's it's fully out there. But he talked about um, Biden's going to get sicker. Uh, talked about how the government's going to attempt uh, a new another lockdown, but no, God is going to shut down the government. Never happened. None of that happened, by the way. No attempted lockdown. And definitely no government shutdown. And by the way, to say in a, a government shutdown might happen is like every single year that the budget goes, you know, they argue on the budget and for the president to sign happens every year anyways. And we've had multiple government shutdowns anyways. Point being is that it didn't happen. Never happened. And But it was said it was supposed to happen. 
So let let's let's get things right. Let let's view things from a biblical way. And it's gonna it's gonna hurt some of you out there to do that, but I'm gonna tell you it's well worth it. Kind of like getting a tooth pulled, right? You got that tooth that's painful. Sometimes you don't even know it. You don't even know it yet until like I had some painful teeth in the back, right? And I, I was drinking just a bottle of water, just like this, room temperature. I drank it, and oh my word, the the intense amount of pain. So I had to get it taken out. They had to take it out, but it was so well worth it because I felt so much better afterwards. That may be the case with some of you out there, and you need to know that it's okay. It's okay to be wrong. Let me let me say that. I don't think also that there's enough room in the body of Christ uh, for people to be wrong. I like to phrase it as I give people plenty of room to make mistakes. I give people plenty of room to fail. And they say, what, room to fail? Are you expecting them to fail? No, no, no. In other words, go out there and do it. And then, and if you fail, then you know what? That's okay. We're going to learn something from it. All right, we're going to apply biblical waste to take care of it. And we're going to move on from it. That's what I mean. Room to fail. I, I don't think we're I don't think people are giving room to fail in the church. It's almost sometimes it's like uh, one strike and you're done. And, and that's just a bad way um, to do things. All right, let me, there we go. Let me go block some people on here. There we go. Sorry, I got the spam bots coming into the chat. So I had to block them from the channel. Um, just letting you spam bots out there know, no, I know what you're doing. And uh, yeah, you're going to, bye-bye. I'm going to take it. So anyways. Boy, I got distracted. How about that? Anyway, uh, what were we talking? Yeah, accountability. Uh, things like, you know, is there a way to do things? Let let, let let there be room for failure so that people can actually grow. Um, you know, the standard is out there that you have to be an established voice, in other words, um, to be well-respected yet. So that means if you learning and you want to grow it's like oh sorry you you, you can't do that because you might mess up by the same voices by the way who do have a repetitive behavior of messing up and not apologizing for it by the way so yeah let's not let's not you know lots of hypocrites out there you know do what i tell you the way i tell you we're going to hint up too about the, the issue of books. There's an overabundance of books while nobody's studying the good book. So no emphasis on the Bible. Look, you know, from people like Destiny Image Publishing, you can buy a book about anything and everything. You can buy a book that'll teach you to see in the spirit, uh, to see angels and talk to angels. There, there'll be a book about, you know, supernatural breakthrough. There'll be a book about, you know, just about every ridiculous thing under the sun. Yet nobody's getting grounded. No discipleship. You don't get discipleship from a book, by the way. I'm not dismissing Christian books or even what can be classified as a charismatic book as a whole. But you, but the stuff that's being published in books nowadays just cannot be learned from a book. And it's learned at the feet of people who are able to teach us and disciple us. That's where these things are learned from, by the way. 
So I like I, said, I don't dismiss all books that are published. I mean, I read books. I'm I'm gonna re, re start start re, start reading again. Uh, this book about Paul, learning about his life. Then I'm gonna dive into Eric Metaxas's book Luther. After that, which I should be in that book for a while because it's a really big book. Uh, just you know, I mean, I got a bookshelf behind me. Obviously, I like books, <clears throat> and these are Christian books mostly. So anyway. Um, we, we need to get <coughs> to that about what should you really be reading. We're gonna tough, we're gonna uh, tackle these tough topics um, in this um, podcast from now on, and address things that need to be addressed in love, in humility, with patience. So yes, there will be correction. There will there will be rebuke. Um, but no, it's for the glory of God, for the for, for the glory of his kingdom, and for the purposes of equipping you. Amen. And you know what? Let's face it. We're going to learn together in this as well. So you know what? Whatever you learn from me, I look forward to learning from you as well. So if you have anything that you would like me to talk about in this podcast, some issues that need to be addressed, please, by all means, don't sit there silent saying, man, I wish somebody would address this. Or wish this would be addressed. Let me know. All right. Let me know. Drop me an email. Like I said, you can find it in the about section of my social of our social media platforms. Or if maybe you say, brother, I think you're off on that. And and what about this person over here? Send me a video of them saying stuff. Send me a, a published word by uh, that they got published in. Something. Please, I'm willing to be humble and learn. I'm also willing, of course, I'm willing. It's no, I mean, my job is to edify the body as well. So I'm looking to edify the body. So as you send me these things and edify me, guess what? I get to now take that. I get to edify everybody else. And you can be a part of that. Don't forget, by the way, uh, before we end, that the links are down below for you to give. All right. We don't make an income doing this, okay? We don't earn a salary doing this. So the only way that we're going to be able to do it more and produce better content for you is if you help out and be a part of this. So thank you for whatever it is you can give. And that's going to wrap up this episode of Restoring Your Voice with your host, Pastor David. God bless you. Looking forward to being on this journey with you.